Hey everyone, it's Raghu and I am back and I'm doing a little bit of a different thing today. And that is, uh, I, I just had some ideas about this course that uh, Love, Serve, Remember is conducting that is the life and teachings of Ramdas and the art of being here now. And I did a little something on the first day, which was actually a few weeks ago. And I thought, wow, I'd love to share this with the mind rolling audience. Cause I don't know how many people, you know, have joined this course. There is a few thousand people like three, 4,000 people. Uh, so there is a lot of people, but uh, indulge me because there are some things that are so um, formidable from Ramdas that I just had to share them. But before I go there, I have a big surprise after I share some of this uh, Ramdas stuff. But everybody, Alan Watts is coming to be here now network. Alan Watts and his son Mark is going to help with it. He's going to introduce different talks from his dad. And I am so happy. You know how close, uh, I mean, these, uh, Alan and Ramdas were really great friends. And uh, uh, Mark has some good stories about that. So to have them both on the network, on Ramdas's network, basically, is a big thrill. And it's happening. Uh, this, I think this podcast uh, that I'm doing now will come out after Alan's already available. It's called Being in the Way. I. It's so great. This is that double entendre, meaning double meaning, being in the way and being in the way. So great. So everybody check out Alan Watts on Be Here Now Network. Go to BeHereNowNetwork.com. Go to Alan Watts and uh, being in the way. So I'm real happy about that. Okay, I'm not going to talk about the surprise guest that is going to appear on uh, Mind Rolling today until I share some of this stuff. So basically, Ramdas talked a lot about the initial grasp of the separateness and awakening that occurs when we get onto the path, the spiritual path. And uh, it's it's uh, for those of you who have seen that great movie from Ramdas being no that's the book by the way don't forget to get the memoir being Ramdas but be becoming nobody is this movie that is also represents core teachings of Ramdas with some just beautiful uh, beautiful editing and presentation and um, scenes uh, that. Uh, make a picture out of Ram Dass's words. It's really quite great. So this is an essential thing from him. And it's around, he says, for instance, here, everybody around us trained us to be somebody and to think we were somebody because our parents certainly knew who they thought they were and they know who they thought we were. And they trained us to think we were who they thought we were. And we bought it. And so we are who we think we are, but we really aren't. And that's the hype of it. And that's what the journey of awakening is about. 
is to realize that we've been had by our own evolution in a sense. And the evolution offers us the opportunity to awaken out of that process. This is a major, major point, because once you realize that, you really start to connect with intuition and are pulled towards the things that really completely transform that uh, somebody training. So, uh, yeah, I just had to share that. And geez, we've all had that feeling of being lost as a separate entity and the, and the, uh, all these neuroses that we have and habitual patterns, the profound unhappiness. And I'm speaking for myself. And as you've all heard many times, uh, that, uh, began to set in motion for some, a desire for something to change. And I had that really strong, strongly. And I think we all have had that. We all from time to time have it, but certainly when we're younger, that is a primary motivation. Stop being unhappy all the way to more morbid kind of stuff, which is you know, deep depression and illness and so on. So when that happens, as I just said, it, something happens, the universe, the guru, whatever you want to call it, it manifests through a book, a teacher, a chant, a psychedelic for me, John Coltrane in a playing my favorite things in a club when I was 16, 17 years old. And then it dawns that there's a path to be free of this sadness, this unhappiness, this feeling of being adrift in the world. That's the beginning of awakening. And then you see a way to follow an intention that allows for transformation. And it's really through intuitive trust. It's really driven by that. And I talk always about my meeting with Ramdas, which was a, the major trigger for me. Here was somebody who completely gave me full on 100% attention. No, and he wasn't there. Nothing about Richard Alpert, nothing about Ramdas. It was just me in this field of absolute uh, unconditionality, I call it unconditional love, compassion, but true unconditionality in a non-dual sense. And as a result of that, a tremendous trust came over me and led me to India. Absolutely led me to India. What else did I want to, um, and here he says, Ramdas, because awakening makes you see that who you thought you were, the somebody you were trained to be is relatively real, not absolutely real. At that moment, you've awakened You've awakened. At that moment, you've awakened. You did your social perception exact, exactly what Einstein did to Newtonian fig, uh, physics. You did it. He said, I was trained to believe that Newtonian physics is absolutely real when I was in college. Then Einstein came along and said, Newtonian physics isn't false. It's real depending on where you're standing. Under certain conditions, it's real. It's relatively real. That shift of social perception from absolute to relative reality is the process of awakening in which you begin to see that these other parts of your being are also real. And he used to say over and over, as humans, we can live on more than one plane of consciousness at the same time. And that's a bit of what this is, is speaking about. And, and again, this is... Um, just tremendously important, really helping us shift our perspective uh, in a big, big way. 
what else is here that I wanted to uh, highlight? Um, well, I want to quote him again. Over the years, I began to see that as my vision of where I was looking from change perspective, what I was just mentioning, then a number of things that had been in the background in my life started to come out as figure and things that were figure started to recede into the background. And suddenly I could see that there was a web of that information and that wisdom. See that there was a web of information and wisdom that was available, but I was busy not seeing it because of the intention intense nature of the plane I was seeing. In other words, how stuck we get on our story, on all of our thoughts, believing them all. And once we're in that reality, it, it's impossible to think that there's anything else. That's why going to India and meeting Neem Karoli Baba was like getting clobbered on the head. And you, you could no longer think like that again, because it just, it, he went beyond uh, you. It, the perception of that this my thoughts are real and and there is only what i feel see here there's nothing else. that went away and that goes away for everybody one way or the other as i said through a book through hearing a chant through a teacher a meeting a a, 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 um, a being that has gone beyond self-interest put it that way a psychedelic so um happens for us all once we realize uh we've been uh, as ramda said the first thing to realize is that you're in prison you bought into the model that you have trained into at birth right so yeah i just thought i'd share that um what did i want to do i want to tell you that uh I was listening to His Holiness, the Dalai Lama, or watching, because His Holiness has been doing live streams from, uh, from India. And uh, I just heard him say at one point, you know, our salvation is based on next generation. We have to nurture next generation. And those mothers, he is, and he said this over and over and over, that give real compassion to their children are changing the world. But he basically said, you know, he talked about kids and what's going on and how they, they must be our salvation. So I started thinking, God, I have, I have this granddaughter named Zoe and she, she's pretty mature, very bright, understands what has been going on. I mean, it's not uh, cut herself off from it in terms of the pandemic in terms, terms of uh, the political polarization, social polarization, racial justice. So I thought, gee, I'd, I'd like to talk to her and <laughs> I want to talk to the next gen. And it's not like I get out there that much to hang out with next gen. She's going to be 12 years old in about six months. So I had this pretty interesting, not long, brief kind of conversation with Zoe, asking her what it was 
how she was affected by all this and what is her opinion about it and how do we begin to even think of transforming it. I think you'll be really surprised. Now, it's so self-serving to have my granddaughter on the podcast in one sense. In another, she's fabulous. And I love her. So I want to share this with you, okay? So uh, here is my little uh, surprise in this podcast. And uh, I, uh, I, I, I'm glad I got to share this uh, Ramdas stuff. And by the way, you, you go to ramdas.org and check it out. And you will be able to, uh, obviously, the uh, course is uh, already, everyone's already registered and so on. But it'll happen again. And we'll make some of this stuff available for sure. And don't forget Alan Watts. Okay. BeHereNowNetwork.com. And here's Zoe, and we'll see you next week. Hey, everyone. It's Raghu, and I'm back with Mind Rolling. And I'm, um, I have a new guest. Well, no, you're not new, right, Zoe? This is Zoe, Zoe Marcus. Hi. And uh, no, you were on a few years ago, I think. Mm-hmm. I think long I ago? Six, maybe. I'm not sure. No, no, it can't be six. You would have been five year old. Five years. No, old. no, no. I was six, so it was like five years ago. So I was. Six you years think old. you were six? Too. Yeah, I think it was just when I moved. Uh huh. Right. That's right. Wow, time flies. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I had this thought uh, for mind rolling. Um, I kept looking out at all of the happenings due to the pandemic, the quarantine and everything else that's been going on, our political situation, our social justice situation with uh, um, so much going on. I thought, I think I need to talk to a couple of the next, this is next, next gen. I don't even know what your generation is called. Um, Do you? I was born early, early 2010. So I'm Gen Z. Gen Z. Okay. Mm-hmm. The generation after 2012, um, I think is called Gen Alpha, but I'm not sure. I don't uh-huh. think they have an official name. Yeah. They're just going to disappear off of our uh, <laughs> Akashic records. Um Okay, so Gen Z. So I thought, yeah, it would be great if I could get some idea of what it's like uh, to be um, going through this particular period uh, in our uh, in our history. Really, I mean, this is just uh, mm-hmm. what that last pandemic was in the earlier part of last century, nineteen something. Nineteen eighteen was the Spanish yeah. flu. Yeah, and. Um, uh, here we are again, but in the mm-hmm. midst of lots of other stuff. So can I, I just want to, uh, if you can just start, what's, what's your general feeling that you've had related to dealing with you completely? You haven't been going to school. You really, I mean, you may have seen a couple of friends and you may have done a couple of activities, but really you've been quarantined. I, what's... What's been going through your mind and your emotions around that? Well, so in school, it kind of starts to feel the same every day because 
in normal school, you have different ways to socialize and learn. But here we have one way and that's remotely. So you wake up, you go onto Zoom and you just go to your assignments and you listen to the instructions, maybe take notes. Um, but it just kind of feels, <laughs> yeah, it just kind of feels kind of all similar. And the days go by really, really fast. And even weekends, they sometimes also feel the same. Like you're just sitting at home on the TV or watching on your phone or something. So, yeah. And now, wouldn't that make it slow, slow down though? I mean, that is so not- weird thing. Cause I always thought, I mean, everyone says time flies when you're having fun, but really <laughs> it's like when you look back, you're so like the day go goes by fast. But then when you're like, when you think to something that happened like two hours ago, you're like, mm-hmm. that was two hours ago. That feels like a day ago. Cause it's just so similar. It's like you uh-huh. mix up the days and it feels, it's such a weird thing to explain. And I don't know if it's just me. <laughs> mm, that's interesting. I haven't heard that point of view, but what about uh, now you are fortunate because you got two sisters. Mm-hmm. So you do have interaction. And, <laughs> You're, you're quite lucky. But what about just the fact of, you know, you have your own friends, you have your own activities, and they're all gone, or at least maybe they're coming back soon, we hope. But for the moment, you know, what, what's that been like to be isolated? Well, like being isolated in itself, it's kind of, it doesn't, well, you find ways, but like, Cause like obviously FaceTime and all that stuff you can do, but it's just not the same. Like I used to go to an after school place. It was really fun. Like me and my friends would just sit and like goof off for like three hours before our parents picked us up. Mm. So yeah, that was always fun. Uh, but I mean, with the circumstances we have now, I think we we still are doing a good job of socializing. Hmm. That's really uh... A positive. That's a big part. What What about the fact that because, although again you have these sisters, so it's it's you actually don't spend that much alone time. You have a roommate, and uh, but has anything how ha- happened during this period? Because you have had free time. You know, I know you're on your iPad and all that. But have you had any? Has there been any kind of? Uh, reflection inward whatsoever if you so know like what i mean just thinking yeah just, yeah, just thinking about like what what these times have brought i guess that, like, perspective like that yeah i guess you could say like there's always someone out there who is probably on a hospital bed sick and they can't do anything so you just need to try to look at it well, I don't want to be that person, obviously, because that's horrible to go through. So, like, just thinking about the fact that what I'm doing right now is a good thing. Just staying at home is a good thing because some people um, don't have, uh, like, the option to stay home. Some people have jobs like people who give vaccines they're working at the sites for like 12 hours a day giving vaccines and stuff so they do definitely have 
a higher chance of getting COVID, even though they probably already got the vaccine. But even before then, with all the people giving COVID tests and stuff, they had a high chance. So you just need to think, I am lucky to stay home and not have that huge risk of, like, doing COVID tests and getting COVID. Mm. Mm, yeah. Now, what about some of the other aspects that have been going on to even add more fuel to the fire, so to speak, of of this intense kind of time? Um, I, I mean, you, I, I pretty much know you probably do know about what happened with George Floyd, for instance. You, you know mm-hmm. the whole scene. Yes. Yeah. What... I, I'm supposing you weren't really thinking of uh, racial justice or the fact that this country is, uh, unfortunately, has a lot of racism. But since then, it did must have made you think about this. What's, what's your reaction to all of that? Well, you can always... I just think that, like, um, if we... If people teach others and treat others equal those people will grow up to think everyone is equal so I think there's a big chain that we kind of need to just break because if one person is racist they'll pass it down to their kids and they'll they'll tell all their I guess ideas or stereotypes about others to their friends and it just creates this whole kind of like virus of racism and it kind of it definitely needs to stop and it's just a matter of how so we can sign pench uh petitions we can um let others use their voices we can um like we can find ways through social media to spread awareness about the issues so we can help um others um and and racism yeah transforming racism yeah that's good that's good stuff zoe and um the other big of course huge happening has been the political situation and and uh, there's such huge do you know what the term polarization means uh, Not like, exactly. Yeah. So, I've heard like, it. yeah. So, we have on one side the Republicans, basically, and the other side the Democrats, and the 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 polarization is the complete un, uh, inability to these two parties mm-hmm. to meet in any way, and then it it also goes into our social structure where. You know, many people, uh, for instance, in the vote, many people voted for Trump, you know, 70 million, I think, and maybe, what, 8 million more voted for Biden. So there's a pretty even split in this country about how Mm -hmm. people see the world and see this country. Yeah. What uh, what have you you, uh, thought about that in particular, that kind of Um. Well, me, I personally... But, well, would rather um, honestly have Obama as a president more than anything. Mm. Um, but obviously, if I had to choose between Trump and Biden, I would choose Biden. Um, and I think that you can't really 
just say, oh, well, he's better. So then their beliefs will be automatically changed. And it's not just a matter of showing, well, this person did all these horrible things. So that way, that's why you should vote for him. I think it's like saying, well, here are the pros and cons. And it's, and it's not always, it's, again, like racism, it's kind of if you grow up in more conservative household, you'll have those beliefs sort of pushed on you. So you have no, not like, I guess, freedom to decide on your own. Mm -hmm. So like, to me, like, it's easy, it's easy to just think one way, because that idea has been pushed on you for many, many years, but it's harder to just do a bunch of resource or uh, research and find it your own and uh, m- like make up your own beliefs. Mm-hmm. And make up your own mind. Yeah. 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 I guess all of this really, it does uh, stem from that one place, uh, which is how do we manage to be able to communicate with people who aren't like us, for instance. They don't look like us or they don't have the same uh, worldview as we do. We have different perspectives. How do we bridge that, that gap? Is, uh, it's, it's everything that we're talking about. Um, and you know what? It's the same thing for the COVID, for the fear, the fear yes. of getting COVID and getting very sick and so on. We, there's a way in which we have to bridge that gap inside ourselves that we don't just go and indulge in that fear. You know, it brings up all kinds of fears. One fear usually engenders a whole bunch of other fears that you kind of throw in. It's like piling on in football. One guy tackles and then 14 huge 300-pound linemen jump on mm-hmm. him. And that kind of feels to me, that's what happens to me. I might get... Maybe it's not fear, anger. I get angry at something, and then I remember all the other things that I want to be angry about, and I get Mm -hmm. angrier. So that's that little polarization, meaning, you know, the war that's going on inside ourselves is very similar to this other um, reality of how to um, transform these different uh, parts of our society and... uh, and how people, because everybody wants people to be happy, right? Yes. You know, it is whole, you know, His Holiness, the Dalai Lama, you've heard of him. Dalai Lama? I think I've heard of him. I'm not too sure. I don't know a whole lot of what him. What kind of person of am I that I haven't introduced the <laughs> Dalai Lama to you? Uh, he's, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's all about my only religion is kindness. That's what he says. And that seems to be missing a lot, right? Yeah. I mean, some people kind of just want to watch the world burn. And really, it's hard to change those people's minds. But maybe we can stop all the hate and racism and stop the whole virus by using kindness as more of like a cure, I guess. So we can As it was? I didn't hear that. Kind of like a cure. Cure, yeah. Uh-huh. To all this horrible hate and racism and everything that, like, is happening. So. Mm. Yeah, no, absolutely. Totally with you. By the way, everybody out there, I have uh, 
forgot to mention, and uh, I want to. Uh, Zoe, aside from going to school, which seems to be not that much. <laughs> I love when you said, yeah, get on Zoom, you either take notes, maybe you don't take notes. Who's watching? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but um, Zoe has her own store on Etsy. And what's the name of that store? Um, Zolan Cosmetics. I sell uh, like different beauty products, um, mostly lip gloss, but I do sell um, like bath products, I guess, like body scrubs. I didn't know you were doing that body scrubs along with oh, yeah, I'm trying to and so on. Yeah, expand. You're expanding. <laughs> what uh, you have to spell the URL though. Spell the URL like. Spell the webs. You know how people find. Oh, it. oh yes, it's um, Z O L Y N and then cosmetics. So C O S um, M uh, E T I C S. Cosmetics, C O S M E T. I'm not sure if I spelled it right. Okay, but it's Z O Y L N. Z O L Y N. Yeah. So Y N. Is there a hyphen? Well, like you would just go on Etsy and I guess you could just search up. Go, go to Etsy and search Zolin. Or you could go to um, Instagram and search it, and then you can just click the link. Okay. All right. So there you go, everybody. It's good Which stuff. And, I'm getting um, into, like, a lot of hobbies, so yeah. Yeah. And uh, something else that uh, Zoe is involved with is uh, painting. And, you know, okay, I'm subjective, there's nothing I can do about it, but I just think that you are an just an excellent painter. Thank and, you. Uh, artist, actually. And I, I want to show, see if I can get this. Well, that one's a bit old. That one's not my favorite piece. I've made many others that I'm more proud of. Um, I think I like doing sketching, too, like making faces. I don't share a lot of those because, honestly, um, I'm not the best, but they are really fun um, just because making a face is honestly a really, really hard thing to do. Like, some people just are kind of born with the talent of replicating people, faces, um, mm. like objects. <laughs> I am not one of those people, but I'm trying to learn. Mm. Well, I like these landscape kind of things you do and the reflective, uh, you know, from land to water. I I, I, mm -hmm. I'm, I differ with you. I think I, think. I was like nine when I made that, but I think I've gotten better. Um, mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, I need to see some more. You'll have to show me. I usually, <laughs> uh, I trade stuff with Zoe. Uh, she makes a painting and I trade something else. <laughs> I have a barter thing going on with you. I guess. <laughs> uh, uh, any last words before we get off? Um, I think everyone should be kind to each other and find a way to uh, make others happy and follow the golden rule. Treat others the way you would want to be treated. Mm, thank you. That's perfect. All right. So thanks for coming on, Zoe. And uh, I think we gave you how to find Zoe. You can find her on Etsy. I don't know about finding the artwork. You should start putting artwork up on a site. 
maybe you can figure out how to build a, uh, um, a WordPress website and then you can put upload artwork and the products can be there with links to Etsy. You know, I can be your market. I am your marketing person, I think, a little bit. Uh, and so <laughs> thanks, Zoe, Zoe Marcus. Uh, thanks for being on Mind Rolling. And go to BeHereNowNetwork.com slash Mind Rolling. And maybe we'll, we'll do uh, a series as we go along and reflect on the nature of what is going on in this world through the eyes of an 11-year-old. Yes. <laughs> All right. We'll talk later. <laughs>